Welcome, everybody, to UNLV's Groundbreaker Podcast, brought to you by the Division of Health Science College. On this episode, our guest talks about his deep involvement inside the Filipino community at UNLV while chasing his dreams of being a physical therapist and facing the challenges of being a first-generation student. Hey, everybody, what's going on? We got another episode with you guys today. My name is Andrew Daraction, and I'm going to be your host today. A little bit more about myself as I'm a fourth year senior student here at UNLV. I'm getting my bachelor's in kinesiology, hoping to attend a DPT program in the near future. Uh, a little bit about me. I do just like to say I was born and raised in Las Vegas. I know this entire city like the back of my hand. So if you need help getting anywhere, I'd be the one to tell you where to go. But I'd love to introduce our guest today. Today we have Trent with us. Trent, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, thanks. Yeah, my name is Trent Galicia. I am 19 years old. I am a second year student. Uh, I major in kinesiology. My ultimate plan is to become a physical therapist. You know, I was born in Troy, Michigan when I was back in 2001. I was born there. And uh, six years later, I moved here. This place is my home. I love Nevada. Great to hear, Trent. We're, you know, once again, super excited to have you on this show today. So, just jumping into things, as you know, and our audience knows as well, this episode is dedicated to first-generation students, which you are. So I did want to just start things off by asking, what did lead you to go to college as a first-generation student? Parents, man. When you grow up in an Asian household, it is very, very expected of you to go to college. Now, when I'm saying Asian household, it's not like you know I was forced to go to college. You know, unlike other Asian parents, you know, my dad was very supportive of me trying to find like an alternative career. Uh, like he, he would always say to me, you could start a business, you could uh, do freelance work, you could do pretty much anything, which is very unorthodox for most traditional uh, older parents. But um, I really wanted to go into kinesiology. I always wanted to train athletes. Like one of my passions in, in life has always been athletics. I fell in love with the game of basketball when I was 10 years old. I always wanted to be involved in like the, uh, the sports fields. Like, uh, I always imagined myself like training the next Kobe Bryant or, uh, next Dwayne Wade or, you know, any of these high level professional athletes. So that's what drove me to go to college. It also kind of gave me some sort of, uh, like security, you know, in college, you're basically, uh, like guaranteed a routine, some type of uh, modicum of success that you could uh, sort of track and measure your success. Uh, so it gave me that sort of security. And it's basically uh, sort of, it's, it's safe, you know, it's also why I went to college. Definitely. And you mentioned a couple great points. And you know, one of the quick ones I just wanted to talk about is, you know, saying how you wanted to train uh, high level athletes and Truthfully, I couldn't think of a better place for you to be as of right now here in Las Vegas with our city growing as it is. I mean, currently we have uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. We now have the Las Vegas Raiders. We have the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, we have we do have the minor league team, so uh, baseball team. We do have the minor league uh, soccer team. So it is really a growing city, and I definitely see as those all expand. Um, especially schools like UNLV definitely being involved in setting up, sending a lot of their students to go over there and practice and also train under their trainers. So once again, looks like you're in the right place at the right time, as I do like to say. But, 
you also did mention that you are of Filipino descent. Um, and we were talking about how you were a member of the club at UNLV as well. And you did mention that, you know, your parents were a big push to attend college and choose a career of your choice. Have you, you know, maybe talked to any other UNLV students that are in the Filipino club that kind of share that similar story as you? Uh, yes, that is actually a major reason as to why I joined. When it comes to minority groups in the United States, they tend to be very, very close. They're like, they're like this, you know, like, uh, reason for that is because they understand the struggle of what it was like growing up as a minority. It's just harder when you're not white. That's essentially it. So the reason why I went to, to FASA in specific, specifically is because I, uh, I wanted to have that sort of community that I felt like I was missing. At a younger age, I just was not as uh, connected to my, my heritage as I should have been, probably. And uh, my parents convinced me to join FASA. A bunch of people that I knew at UNLV that were Filipinos also was a part of that organization. So I decided I should give this a shot. And I've talked to a lot of them about the experiences of what it was like to feel somewhat whitewashed, uh, not very connected to the communities, trying to uh, understand what it was like to grow up as not just an Asian, but an Asian American, to find that sort of middle ground and to try to forge your own path while also keeping up with the traditions of uh, your ancestors, right? So I've talked to a lot of them, I've talked to a lot of my newfound friends that are Filipinos, and they tell me that they felt relatively very similar. So it, it is something that we all sort of share, which is this uh, wanting to find a, an identity. That's a great background story you got right there. Now, with you know that being said, UNLV is a very extremely diverse campus. And as you could probably tell, not only is there the Filipino club, but there's essentially so many different types of ethnicities and groups on uh, UNLV's uh, campus. Now, kind of with that being said, when you first did start attending UNLV, was it overwhelming, I should say, or were you able to find your little nice friendly patch and be able to fit in accordingly? When it came down to finding friends, it was actually very similar to my experience in high school. A lot of the times when you meet friends, it's usually at a certain class, right? So uh, I would be sitting next to someone in my math 124 class in my uh, freshman year of college, and uh, we would end up talking a lot, right? Because we have this sort of shared experience. We're sitting right next to each other. It's just inevitable that we'll become friends. And uh, so it wasn't really that tough to make friends at UNLV, but I, I understand like people could have a very different experience where... Uh, they could potentially meet people that have no common interests with them. They're like way older than them or something to that effect. But luckily for me, it wasn't like that at all. And now, once again, kind of talking a little bit off camera before we started our recording, uh, you did mention that you also do have an older brother that is currently going to UNLV. Mm -hmm. uh, did he kind of help you show, you show you the ropes around UNLV or did he almost allow you to kind of find your way around on your own? Uh, I remember the first day that I went on campus, uh, it was a lot bigger than I expected it. When I went, I had trouble finding my classes. I had to go on Google Maps and constantly Google uh, where specific buildings were at. And uh, my brother was a big help, basically told me, oh, the WHA building? Oh, it's right over there. He would give me that sort of guidance. Since he went to college like the year before I did, he would say like, oh, th these are good spots to eat on campus. These are good spots to park, just overall being a good uh, sort of guide. So I do have to thank him for that. And I can 100% uh, relate to 
using Google Maps on, you know, your first week or maybe first two weeks of campus trying to find a way around. It is an, an extremely big campus and sometimes you could get lost in what seems like the skyscraper of buildings. But, you know, speaking of which, I like to say, you know, walking around, you know, UNLV's campus is almost taking a journey. Sometimes you could walk, you know, maybe a mile, mile and a half to get to where you're going. So have you picked up like any additional traits while attending college that has affected you outside of school as being a first generation student? Oh, uh, yeah, um, I'm much more uh, sort of resourceful. I have better time management, uh, much more keen eyed in terms of uh, my organization skills, which was completely different from my experience in high school. In high school, I could just, you know, wake up groggy out of bed, uh, just do a bunch of assignments. In college, you, I guess you could do the same thing, but ultimately uh, it's not going to do well for you later on. So I had to like learn all these uh, these new habits and these new disciplines, and it's definitely helping me outside of school. I'm using those time management skills and uh, these uh, sort of newfound organization skills to have a better lifestyle even. Uh, I'm starting to, actually in May, I started consistently working out and I've been using these newfound disciplines that I've learned or had to learn and uh, I'm using it to be healthier. Awesome. That's a perfect perspective. Now, I do like to say, you know, with everything, as there all as there is always ups, there's also downs. Uh, that's what life has thrown at our way. So, being a first generation student, what struggles have you faced? You know, getting through college. You know, as a first generation student, I wouldn't necessarily say that I had a lot of struggles for pertaining to my race. You know, I'm very lucky to even be in a very diverse environment where I could see people of my same ethnic background around me constantly. I know there are a lot of places where there is a small minority of people and they don't have that same sort of support structure that they should have, which would sort of lead to this sort of um, whitewash sort of identity or this identity crisis where they're trying to figure out their place in this society. Luckily, I did not have that problem. I'm glad that there's different ethnic organizations at UNLV to give first generation students uh, this sort of uh, place of belonging. Luckily, I didn't have to face any of those struggles. I'm really glad you're able to, you know, look at that in a great way. One thing I did want to mention as well is, you know, it is affecting all of us right now, whether, you know, we know loved ones or, you know, just the overall environment of the world with, you know, the coronavirus pandemic. Now, you have been currently attending college throughout, you know, the entire pandemic. Uh, has that changed how you go about your individual days or maybe has it even made you more motivated to keep on pushing through everything that's going on? My personal experience with quarantine has actually been really great. You know, I'm naturally an introverted person. Being in quarantine has helped me a lot. That time away from everybody else made me sort of realize what my faults were, what I needed to improve on. And in a figurative sense, it's like the world stopped the second quarantine hit. Like everything changed. You know, we couldn't do our way of life was just completely altered ever since quarantine started. When quarantine hit, it was like, you know, I felt more motivated to go to the gym because, well, since I'm stuck inside all day and, you know, I have online classes, uh, I don't have any more excuses. You know, all of those excuses that I had in the past where I wouldn't do the things I wanted to do or like certain resolutions in my life that I wanted to uh, improve upon, they no longer existed. 
I felt this new sort of drive to pursue what I wanted. I like to compare it to um, NBA all-star Jimmy Butler. When he said he was in the bubble, all he did was dribble basketball around in his room till 3 a.m. That's all he did. And when you're stuck inside all day, all you can really do is just work out, do your homework, eat, sleep. That's pretty much it. You could, I mean, luckily, I don't have to work. You know, I, I live with my parents. So all I did was just improve every single day. And uh, luckily, there were still club meetings going on at UNLV, but it was through Discord. All I had to do was just join the Discord, uh, hop onto a few meetings, meet a bunch of new people that I would feel awkward meeting in real life. But through Discord, that sort of uh, awkward social exchange no longer existed, so I could just be myself. Quarantine has been a very big blessing in disguise for me. I could see how definitely a lot of people are going to share your same opinion on that, especially being an introvert point of view. Mm -hmm. um, not only is it a way for them to, uh, I should say, fulfill their inner needs of, you know, almost being a little bit separated and having a lot of alone time, but also exactly like you mentioned, when these social events do start occurring and they are online, you're not face to face with someone. So it does yeah. allow you a little bit to increase your communication skills and, you know, talk with others that maybe sometimes you wouldn't normally be comfortable talking to. And, you know, especially like you said, you know, when you're almost locked indoors, you focus on, you know, physical health, mental health, homework and, you know, relationships. And I feel mm -hmm. like this quarantine has really big. Uh, been big on others actually figuring out what they want to do in college because when you're stuck at home and you know you're reading and doing your homework you might realize that you know wow this is something i really do love or you know hey maybe this is something i wasn't as passionate as i thought i was but with that being said you know exactly like jimmy butler said you know up at night dribbling a basketball because that's you know his love and passion do you mm. think you know this quarantine has helped you kind of realize that, hey, I really love, you know, being a kinesiology student, I wouldn't want to change it for, you know, anything in the world. Quarantine definitely reaffirmed my passion for athletics and my need to try to improve myself. When I say that, I mean, after the death of Kobe Bryant, I started watching and learning about his life. Uh, I learned about his passion for basketball. But not just that, his passion for life, his philosophy. He talked constantly about how he would be up at like five o'clock in the morning every single day, relentlessly working, just improving his craft constantly every single day. And when you're locked inside all day, you got really nothing to do. I started working out, right? I remember the day it was May 5th. I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, well, I got no excuse. I got to get started. When you're doing sets of certain exercises, like uh, I was doing like a dumbbell chest press. I was thinking of Kobe. Whenever I would do a bunch of exercises or I was locked inside all day, I would just constantly think of him all the time. And I would just think to myself, I'm not sure if this is what he felt, but I felt that same sort of passion and love for exercise and kinesiology. Like I felt it. I, I knew like this is what I wanted to do. I would be up at two o'clock in the morning. You know, I just finished the set. I'm about to go to sleep. And I would just feel so accomplished and i i don't know if that's how he felt but i swear that's that's probably how most athletes feel when they feel that sort of drive that relentless passion towards something and they'll do anything to get it it made me sort of realize what that feeling was you know i'm glad that quarantine happened for that reason most definitely and as you do know unlv does offer a extremely wide variety of 
majors that you could choose from. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the fields that is out there is uh, uh, athletic training. Um, now, is that something you previously thought about, maybe debated on between kinesiology, or is that something that you just knew you wanted to go straight into kinesiology? I did want to go into kinesiology. I definitely did think about athletic training. I think uh, as a physical therapist, I can help people get back into physical shape. And uh, physical therapy is somewhat of a passion of mine as well. So I realized that I could also achieve what I wanted to do with being an athletic trainer while also becoming a physical therapist. You understand? Yeah, I can 100% relate to that statement. Now, mm -hmm. one thing I also did want to mention is we, you know, have talked about, you know, spending time at home and also with you living at home during the quarantine, you know, you're surrounded by your family all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and I did want to ask, uh, being a first generation student, you know, this is something not only new for yourself, but also new to your family and parents as well. Throughout your time here at UNLV, how have your, you know, family not only adapted to you being a college student, but have they, you know, maybe tried to give you a helping hand? You know, I do like to say, you know, the little joke sometimes that uh, I'm one of the first medical students in my family going into, you know, kinesiology and physical therapy. And sometimes my parents will ask me if I can help you, if they can help me with homework. And I, you know, jokingly say, you know, if you could help me, you know, with the, uh, I should say the, you know, physiological factors of the heart, that'd be great as a little joke. But, you know, how, how have those interactions have been with your parents? My parents, uh, well, I come from a family of nurses. My mom is a medical practitioner. Uh, she's a nurse at St. Rose Hospital. My dad is a, a property manager. So he had more of a uh, not so conventional career path. But my mom definitely was very, very encouraging in my uh, pursuits of kinesiology. When I told her that I wanted to be a physical therapist, she was she was pretty happy. She was actually really happy that I picked that path. I never had to ask them for advice when it came to like my classes. You know, there's there's tutors on on campus that I could ask. Uh, you know, so but they did definitely give me uh, support. Currently, especially in regards to finances, they're definitely helping me out. Now you did mention you know your mom is a nurse practitioner over at mm -hmm. St. Rose Hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, I would just like to you know just say a quick thank you for everything she has been doing. You know, before and during this you know. COVID-19 pandemic. But of course, growing up as a kid, you've probably seen a lot of the work she's done. You know, she's probably maybe told you about some crazy stories she saw at the hospital for that day, you know, of course, abiding by HIPAA uh, laws. But did that motivate you to enter the field that you chose? Or was it you growing up as a kid that mostly influenced it? I would definitely say that my mom being a nurse, did in some way affect me wanting to be a uh, physical therapist. What most impacted my decision was my personal passion for athletics. When I realized that I could still be involved in the sports field, but you know I'm helping the athletes train or to cover, uh, that's what made me go, yep, I'm going to become a physical therapist. That was the moment. My mom being a nurse did to some extent made me realize that, hey, I could still be in the medical fields, uh, I could do what I want at the same time. Um, so, you know, it was mainly my passion. And then my mom sort of helped me with that. That's a great perspective. Awesome, you know, response. Now, I do like to say, you know, once again, we are focusing on first generation students on this podcast episode, which you are just giving you the hypothetical situation. You know, if you were to sit down right now with a first generation student, you know, about to begin their first semester here at UNLV, 
you know, if you could give them one tip of advice, what do you think that advice would be? I would tell them to try to communicate with other people as much as possible. Try to find a solid friend group. That is very important. You're like me, you are a Filipino uh, college student. Try find try to find uh, other Filipino college students at, let's say, a Filipino group like FASA. Or if you're first-generation Latino student, uh, try to find a Latino organization at uh, UNLV. Having these sort of friend groups can not only help you integrate into the culture at UNLV, but it can also give you friends that understand your personal experience and maybe your struggle at UNLV as well. And you can not just make lifelong friends, but you could also not just survive at UNLV, but you could thrive as well, which is very important. And I really like how you actually mentioned the point about uh, mental health and finding, you know, those friends groups that can definitely support you and your thoughts. Now, especially being a first generation student, it could be a little bit more challenging once again, just because some of your you know, family may have not taken the road that you have gone down while attending college. As a first generation student, did you have maybe any, I should say, uh, like support groups that you use, whether it be inside UNLV or outside UNLV to help with those mental stresses and, you know, just overall life stresses itself? When I was at UNLV in my freshman year, I did consider, was I, I mean, I sort of was at a point where I did need help mentally. So I would, I wanted to schedule a meeting at the, uh, the mental health department at UNLV, you know, just to talk about my feelings and my struggles. Um, UNLV does a really great job of providing mental health, I guess, improvers or people that could help you with your mental health. But I never had to officially get help at UNLV, but I can definitely say that my friend group at FASA has definitely made me healthier in regards to my mental health and uh, my social health as well. So I do have to thank them for that. Having a strong, you know, not only family relationship, but also friend relationship does help a lot. And I believe more than some people think it does at the end of the day. Now, as we are coming down to the end of the things today, I always do like to say this podcast is called the UNLV Groundbreaker Podcast. Speaking about yourself specifically, uh, what have you done, you know, that you think has been a groundbreaking process? Personally, what I'm trying to do at specifically FASA is that I'm not just trying to provide a sort of safe haven or a safe environment for Filipino students at UNLV, but I'm trying to set the path for Filipino Americans in the future. What I want most in life is for Filipino Americans to have, not just Filipino Americans, but Asian Americans to have a firm identity about who they are, a firm ethnic identity. What does it we know what it means to be Filipino, but what does it mean to be a Filipino American? And what I want most of all is that I want us to be connected to our native culture while also realizing what it means to be a brown Asian American or you know a minority in general here in this country. Um, I want most of all to try to establish that sort of like here we are sort of presence to have sort of this uh, this political and social efficacy here in America. To answer your question about why I think I'm a groundbreaker or in regards to that, it's because what I'm trying to do is that I want to make the world better, not just for, for our generation, but the next generations after us. You know, I think it's very important to think about your life, not just about your own, but for the life of your future children and, and their children after that. You know, I think 
what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to take my passion for not just, you know, kinesiology and athletics, but my personal, very big passion for being an Asian American or Filipino American and taking that and passing on those values and that sort of pride to the next generation of Filipino Americans and the next generation after that. So I want to set some sort of standard or some type of, uh, I'm trying to set the culture at UNLV and trying to set the, the culture for the next generation so they can build upon what we do. If you were to ask me, that's definitely a groundbreaking experience or even path that you've chosen. So amazing job there. Uh, I couldn't have worded it better how you talked about, you know, next generation students uh, of your descent and of, you know, very many others, you know, entering college. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those are going to be, you know, more first generation students down the line. So definitely having that path set up for them, mm -hmm. you know, knowing that something like this has been done before you know, by someone that, you know, is almost along the same lines as them is always a true inspiration. So I believe you're doing excellent work, Trent. Uh, I did also once again, want to thank you. Uh, thank you for being on the podcast with us today. It was excellent having no you problem. here. Uh, but other than that, you know, Trent, do you want to just say, you know, some goodbye words? Yeah. Uh, thanks, Andrew, for having me on. To any uh people that are listening to this, uh, if there's any Filipino students at UNLV, uh, come join FASA. It's really great. It's a very good space for Filipino Ameri American students to try to find a new friend group and just have fun. It's great. That's pretty much it. Thanks for having awesome. me. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you once again, Trent, and hope all of you out there listening to this have a great rest of your day. Here on the UNLV Groundbreakers podcast, we are groundbreaking, paving new ground and making our mark.